Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom Aleichem and welcome back to today's Daf, Soita Dalid. We are holding on Gimel Amit Bey's two lines from the bottom. So on the previous Daf, towards the end, we discussed Edus Rishon, which is the Edus, testifying as to the fact that the, um, the Isha went into confinement with this fellow, Stira. For that, we need two Edim. Then we have Edus Achroina, the final Edus. We um, received report that actually they interacted as married. That's the Eid Tuma. So, in fact, the Gemara explains that again. Tanarabonon, Ezohi Edus Rishoina, the Edus Rishoina, which we mentioned yesterday. What, what exactly is that a reference to? Zohi Edus Satira, that's t- testimony to the fact that they went into hiding together. Eidos Achroina, which was mentioned yesterday, is a reference to the actual activity. Zuedos of the actual Tumah. Now, the two things are somewhat related. You know why? The Kamash Yerstira. What is the uh, time frame of Stira? How long are they together? Kedei Tumah. Sufficient time to get involved with each other as married. So if the Adam will come and tell us that she was... Nistar, she went into hiding with this fellow for a duration which would allow Tuma to take place. Then we have that suspicion, and she is usher until she drinks the Saita waters. The Brisa mentions a couple of terms to describe this Shi'ur Kedei Tuma, Kedei Bia, Kedei Ha'ara'a, which is the initial physical interaction, Kedei Ha'kafas Dekel. The amount of time it takes to walk around a palm tree. That is the shiur presented by Rabbi Shmuel, and we're going to have many other shiurim coming up. And Rashi explains, This is the fifth line in Rashi. Each one of these chachamim, It was an estimation based on their personal experiences. How long it takes for this to happen. So Rishmuel cites the shear of Kadeh HaKafas Dekel. She's in the area with this fellow for that long, she becomes Asr. Rablez The time it takes to dilute your wine to prepare it for drinking. The amount of time it takes to drink that revius of wine. Whether it's in one gulp or several gulps, there are many ways to learn the Gemara, but Ultimately, whatever the shear of drinking, that is the shear of Tumah. Rabbi Shua, I make the Lishtoisai. Rabbi I make the Litzlois Beitsa. Time it takes to fry an egg. Rabbi Kiva, I make the Lugoyma. Time it takes to consume, to swallow that fried egg. Rabbi Dubin, Messiah, Oimer. Not only one egg, Kedel Gmoya, Sholesh Beitsim, Zorach Azur. Time it takes to eat three eggs one after the other. Rabbi Lazar, and Yeremia, Oimer. A different type of shear, unrelated to food and drink. Time it takes for a tailor to tie together a snapped thread. The time it takes for her to reach into her mouth, little case some to pull out some splinter, something stuck between her teeth. Time it takes to reach out to the basket, little kicker, and pull out a loaf. Even though we don't have an absolute proof of this correlation that the shear of reaching out for the bread 
corresponds to the shear of the Avera. We have some sort of hint in the Pasuk that the two things are related. We have a Pasuk in Mishlech. We find a loaf of bread relating to the Isha Zoyna. Now the Bryson began. What is the shear of Stira? Kadei Tumo, Kadei Bia, Kadei Haro, Kadei Kavaz Dekel. Why do we need four separate descriptions? Bukal Hani Lamali. The answer is they're all needed Srihi. They're all teaching us a point. Each one has a Chedesh. Deitana Kadei Tumo. If only the first expression, Stira, corresponds to the shear of Tumo, I would think a longer shear of time is necessary. For the preparation and the actual Maisa, have Aminak Deitum also, the actual interaction, and also the convincing part which precedes the interaction. That's a very long time. Kamashmulan, the Chiddush is no. All we're speaking about is the actual physical interaction. Could they be. The Ritza could have taken place at a different juncture. And therefore, if the Stira took place for an amount of time, Allowing for the Bia itself, that is sufficient for Isra. Vitana Kadei Bia. If we only mention that expression, Kadei Bia, Havamina perhaps I would say, Kadei Gemar Bia. Until it's a complete physical interaction. Kamash Mon is no. Even a lesser amount of time is Asr Kadei Ha'ra, even the initial physical interaction. Rashi calls it Nishikas, even that is sufficient for Isra. Vyashmina Kadei Ha'ra. If we only mention that expression, Havamina, I would go back and say, okay. Minimal, minimal physical interaction, but together with the emotional preparation. The time it takes to be Miratzer, to get her into it. Physical interaction, period. And finally, how long is that? The answer is the time it takes to go around the tree. And uh, Rashi and Taisis both ask, well, so then just say the last shear. A minute, two minutes, half, whatever it is. And then you know how long it needs to be. So Rashi and the Taisa Shans both answer. The price is trying to highlight the reason for the Isra. The reason that going going to confinement with this fellow generates Isra is because we're concerned about even a minor physical interaction. The That's a Chilish. Even that makes a Rasa. So in this b'risa we have a list of shiur. We have another b'risa where the names don't seem to match up. With Isra, the Isha when lebeis haseser, she becomes aser. Become a shiur stira. How long is that? Loishemana, we're not sure. Kshu emer v'hinetma. And the pasuk continues that v'nistra leads into tuma. Haviyemer. Now I can conclude k'day tuma. The shiur of stira is. Only if it allows for a tumor, could they be a could they a raw? Could they chazora stekel? A bit different than hakafa stekel mentioned before. We'll get to that in a minute. Divir Rebbelezer. Now, in the first price, Rebbelezer mentioned a different shear. Midzigas hakois. So we're going to deal with that apparent contradiction. And all the way down the list as well. It's sort of the same type of shear, but the names are shifted down. Rabbi Shoei Mekadeh Midzigas hakois. Time it takes to dilute, to prepare that wine, which was actually Rebelezer Shita in the first price, and here it's Rabbi Shua. Now we go further, Time it takes to drink that wine, which wasn't his Shita before. Time it takes to fry an egg, which wasn't his Shita before. Time it takes to swallow one egg, 
which again isn't consistent. Okay, end of price. Let's analyze this. Now let's go back to the first shear. The Gemara figured, Hainu HaKafas Dekel, the shear HaKafas Dekel, mentioned in Bryson number one as the first possible shear, Hainu Chazoras Dekel matches the shear of Chazoras Dekel, mentioned in the second price. Question, Hosom Abar Bishmoel Kadeh HaKafas Dekel. You see, but in Bryson number one, who said that shear? Rabbi Shmuel. Who And he was disputed by Rabbi Lezer, right? And here, who's speaking and giving the same exact shear? At least we think it's the same shear. himself, who apparently disputed that shita before, is the one that's presenting that shita now. The answer is, it's not the same shear. Describing a different lapse of time. Omar Baya Hakafas Dekel, in Brysa number one, presented by Rabbi Shmuel, disputed by Rabbi Lazar, is describing walking around that tree by foot. Chazora Beruach, Kadei Chazoras Dekel, mentioned in Brysa number two, by Rabbi Lazar, is the amount of time it takes for that branch, the palm branch, to sway back and forth from the wind. A different type of shear. Asks the Gemara exactly how long is that. Boyeravashi. Chazorah Baruch means time it takes to sway fro and back or perhaps even more than that to and back needs to sort of resettle properly in its original position which is a bit longer than the first shear take it we leave it unresolved next question the next apparent inconsistency between the two prices we take a look at the first price Hassan Omar Belazar was the shear of Tumak Kadeh to prepare the glass of wine. Hacha, in Bryson number two, he himself gives us a different shear, Kadei Chazoras Dekel. The answer is, it's one and the same shear, described in different ways. Both shiurim are really chad shiurahu, are describing the same amount of time. Next question. Hasam in Bryson number one, Omar Rabbi Shor tells us Kadei Time takes to drink that glass of wine. Hacha Omar, in Bryson number two, he speaks about preparing the glass. Answers the Gemara. Ema, let's revise. Kadei Limzeg Velishtes. It's all the same thing. And Rabbi Shua meant prepare and drink that glass. It's a bit of a longer share than we thought. So in Bryson number one, he mentioned the second part of that shear, the drinking. And in Bryson number two, he adds the first part, really the first and the second are both needed. Well, says the Gemara, why did you have to provide this solution to the question? Vilema, why don't we just say simply like before, either be both descriptions are chachiru, describing the same amount of time. Wimzaig is the same as Lishtais. Imkain Hainu Because if indeed drinking and preparing are the same shear, Rabbi Shua says drinking, and you're saying it's just drinking. Well then, in Bryson number one, he's saying the same as Rabbi Lazar, who says preparing. If we say preparing and drinking is the same thing, there's no machlagis. Between Rabbi Lazar who says preparing, and Rabbi Shua says drinking. So why are they arguing in the first price? Apparently, that's not the way to understand Rabbi Shua. Rather, he needs both. Preparing and drinking. Next question. In the previous, Bryce of Ben-Aizah told us, 
the amount of time it takes to fry that egg. Hacha amarkilishtoisai. In Bryson number two, he speaks about consuming the egg. It's all the same shir. Next question. In the first price, Rakiva speaks about consuming that egg. Whereas, In price number two, he speaks about roasting that egg. The answer is, We need both together. Prepare and consume the egg. Question. Why don't we just say simply, preparing is the same amount of time it takes to drink the egg. Because that's the case. That Rekiva is either or, either preparing or drinking the egg. Well then, that's exactly what Ben Azay said. Time it takes to prepare the egg. They look like beta. So why in the first price? Is there Rekiva who says drinking the egg, disputing Ben Azay who says preparing the egg? If we're saying preparing and consuming is the same thing. Apparently... That's not what Rabbi Kiva had in mind. He meant preparing and consuming the egg. One more question. In the previous place, Rabbi Yudav tells us, Time it takes to eat three eggs successively. Whereas in Bryson number two, he speaks about consuming one egg. The answer is, Rabbi Yudav himself holds, Time it takes to consume one egg is sufficient. In the previous price that he made reference to three, he was relating to Rakiva Shita. The Ka'amar Masharin, You, Rakiva, hold the shear if the amount of time it takes to prepare and to eat the egg. That's a bit confusing. I'll give you a more simple formula to use. Just speak about the time it takes to consume. That's it. To consume three eggs. Which corresponds to your share of preparing and consuming. It's just more smooth and easier to understand and to teach. Which corresponds to the time it takes to appear and to eat one egg. So basically, Rabbi Shudim himself, Rabbi himself held one egg. Consuming of one egg is the shear. As he says in Bryson number two. In Bryson number one, when he spoke about three, he was simply trying to simplify Rabbi Kiva Shita. You spoke about preparing and eating one egg. Just speak about eating three eggs. Straightforward shear. Continues the further. Rabbi Time it takes for a tailor to repair that thread which has snapped. Boy Ravashi. Where are the where are the two heads heads of that thread? The marchak are they far apart or the makar are close together? Making it a shorter experience, take it, we leave it unknown. Little case, sometimes it takes to take something stuck uh, between your teeth. Is it firmly stuck between one's teeth? Or a bit loose, which makes it easier to take it, we leave it unresolved. Time it takes to reach for a loaf of bread out of the basket. Is that loaf stuck firmly or is it loose? Which makes it easier. A freshly produced basket, which has perhaps pokey things sticking out, which makes it more difficult. Or is it a used, an old basket, which is easier to handle? A fresh warm loaf of bread, which is more difficult to handle. Or a cooled off loaf of bread, which makes it more easy to handle. Is it a loaf of bread made of 
a wheat flour, which is slippery and harder to handle, over this ari or made of barley, which makes it easier. Birukicha, a soft batter, which makes it harder to handle. Ibakusha, or more a firm type of batter, in which case a loaf is more firm and easier to handle. Take it, we leave it unresolved. Omar this is what Rashi told us before. Each one of these Tanoim who presented their respective Shirim, it was personal, based on personal experience, asks the Gemara one problem we have. What about Ben Azay who presented a Shir Bia? He was never involved, he was never married. We have three Terutsim. One Terutz, Nasiv, he in fact did marry Upirishava, but he separated. Rashi brings the Gemara in Yavamais. When he was asked about marriage, he said, I would love to marry, but what can I do? I'm infatuated with Torah. I'm totally focused. I can't distract myself. The world will be run by others. But here the Gemara learns that he married, and then it didn't work out. He separated. In fact, I believe Ibn Azay married Rekiva's daughter. So he was married at a time, and therefore he had the ability to describe the facts. He was Another alternative, Rabbi Shmili, it was something he learned from his Rabbi, another pshat, it was something spiritual and supernatural. Soyd Hashem Lirayav, there's a passage in Tehillim, Hashem endows his tzaddikim with their required information. Darash Rabavira. So Rabavira presented this lesson. Zimnin, at times, Amalah, he would present it, Mishmei, the Rabbi With Zimnin, other times, Amalah, he would present it, Mishmei, the Rabbi Asi. Which is a person approaches that staple food, bread, without properly washing his hands, without focus, without purity, without purpose. It's as though we partook in Isha Zoyna, which is, of course, terrible. We compare mishandling a Kikar Lechem to getting involved in improper behavior. I don't understand how you see this from the from the pasuk. What's the cause and what's the effect? We're saying being involved improperly in the mealtime experience is compared to an isha zayna. So be'ad means because that's the cause. Since she's doing that, it appears like he's involved in that as well. So be'ad should be near the kikalachim. Ba'at Kikar Lechem, because of his improper, haphazard involvement in the Kikar Lechem, Ad Isha Zoyna is treated as though he's all the way at the Isha Zoyna. Why is Ba'at, which is describing the cause, next to the word Isha Zoyna? Hai Ba'at Zoyna, and then Ad is near the Kikar Lechem? It should be the other way around. The word Ba'at, which describes the first step, the cause, should be near the Kikar Lechem. And that extends Ad Isha Zoyna that's how the Pasuk should be written Elam Rav Rav has another Pshat Kolabal Isha Zoyna actually we're describing improper behavior it gets involved immorally Ba'ad Isha Zoyna because of that experience L'Seif Mavakish Kikolechem ultimately his finances will deteriorate to the point that he's so poor he'll be begging for bread Amar Abzrik Amar Belazer Kolam Mazalzab Until Sedaim a person willingly habitually negates the Takanas Chachamim of an etil sadaim before a meal, nekar and oilam, he's uprooted from the world. Omar of Chibar Ashomarav. Another halacha regarding etil sadaim and the contrast between the mayim rishonim before the meal and the mayim achronim we wash after the meal to cleanse our hands in preparation for berachas amazon. Mayim rishonim, the first netila, 
How does one position his hands? One should see that his fingers are facing upwards. And Rashi explains in great detail because we're concerned that the water from the first wash will actually spill out beyond his hand. And then, although he'll wash again, right? Until the dime involves rinsing twice. But then when he'll bring his hands back down, that water which flowed out will come back and that water is tummy and was never cleansed, never reached by the second wash. To play it safe, keep your hands up. This way the water stays back. My Machronim, however, the uh, final Mayim before the meal, which is meant to cleanse one's hands, over there you actually tip your fingers downward so the Zuama, the uncleanliness, should drip down and his hands will remain clean. We have the same in Abraisa, which describes the aloha and the concerns behind it. When one washes prior to eating, Ideally, he should keep his fingers pointing upwards. You know why? Perhaps the water which was applied during that first wash will actually roll beyond the joint and then later on the yaksu will come back down hands. So better keep it up, dry your hands and then you're safe. If one eats his bread without properly drying his hands, that's inappropriate, that's uncleanliness. It's as though he's eating impure bread. Lack of hygiene equals Tumah. We find that Pasuk describing eating Lechem Tum. Asks the Gemara. We find the following Pasuk in Mishli. which is actually the second part of the Pasuk. Mentioned before, the Pasuk concludes with the words, What does that mean? A married woman, a precious soul, she will trap. Surprisingly enough, the Pasuk here is describing Ga'ava, Improper midas. If one views himself as a successful, great man, he's a haughty person. That's terrible. This fellow doesn't really have a true understanding of boundaries. He's bigger and greater than everybody else. He's all over the place. This can bring him to stumble with an ishes ish because of lack of boundaries. Who traps the Ishish? Who pursues the Ishish? Nefeshikara. This haughty person, Totsud, he traps the Ishish. Once again, Rav has a problem with this drush. Diktuk wise. Amarava, hi Nefeshikara. First of all, the wording. Nefeshikara describes a haughty man. Nefeshgivoya, mi boyle. He should have just said Nefeshgivoya. He considers himself big and haughty. That's first of all. In terms of the Grammar. He taught him the For speaking that the nefesh yukara is trapping the ishus ish, it should say the ishus ish. 
Nefesh Yikara, he taught it. Because the Nefesh Yikara is trapping the Eshes Ish. But without the word he, it doesn't seem that the Pasuk is giving us this uh, picture here. Elam Rav says, Rav, I'll tell you Pshan the Pasuk. The Eshes Ish is actually trapping the person and leading him astray eternally. We're speaking about a fellow who does interact with an Ashes Ish improperly. This Nefesh is not speaking about a Balgava. Nefesh Yikara, a precious soul immersed in Torah. The term Yikara, precious, is attributed to Torah. Torah is more precious than Peninim, which means a Talmud Chachm, even if he's a, a Mamzer, Rachman al-Islam, but if he's immersed and absorbed with Torah, he can rise higher than the greatest Kohen Gadol. Me Kohen Gadol, Shenichnas, Lif, Nailuflim, even greater than Peninim, than the Kohen Gadol enters the Kodesh HaGadoshim, the inner innards of the Beis HaMikdash. So the Pasuk is speaking about a Talmud Chacham, who stumbles with an Eishas Ish, Veishas Ish, Nefeshikara taught it. She entraps the Nefeshikara. He did so Danu Ladina Shalgehina was speaking about the effect that she has on him. This interaction entraps him to Gehan. One dabbles with Gava. Kilo it's as though he's involved in a Vaiskikhav. The Torah considers a gvalev, an expression of haughtiness, as toyeva, domination. Uksiv hasam, we find by Vedazara, where the Pasak relates to the same term, which is describing a Vedazara. So we see that connection. Lack of submission to Hashem is tantamount to Vedazara. Rabbi Yechon the Deomar, Rabbi Yechon himself presented as follows. One who engages in gava is not submitting to Hashem properly, Kilo Kavabrik is as though he denies the existence of Hashem so subconsciously. He thinks he runs the world, he's in the driver's seat. That's Kavabrik. When a person feels gay and haughty, there's an expression and brings to Shikichas Hashem. Rav Chama Bachanina Amar Kilo Bo Al Kola Arroyas Gava is equal to involvement in all Improper relationships. Here we see the connection between Ga'ava and Toyeva. And the Pasuk describing all the Arayas also uses the Lashon Toyeva as Kala Toyeva Sa'el Asu Anche Haaretz. Ula Amar Kilu Banabama. Ga'ava is equated to building an altar for Avaydazara. He considers himself an independent being, it's as though he made himself into a Keep away from a man who's haughty. Rashi says, Neshama Ba'apoy means he's all proud of himself. He considers himself pious and righteous. Keep away from that person. Keep a man What is he worth? It's just a folly. And we sort of switch the reading of that word, the spelling. Al-Tikri Bameh, instead of Bameh, Ela Bama, we switch it to Bama, a sort of Mizbeach for Avedezaros. This fellow is worshipping idols. My Yad Liyad Loyenaka. So this is 
the end of the Pasuk Tayyabas Hashem Kilkvalev, Yod Liyod Lo Yenaka, what's the message here? Omar Rav, and the Bach switches it to, Kol Sheyesh Begasas Haruach. So again, we're relating to a Balgava, which is consistent with Rashi's Girsa as well. Afilu Hiknola Kedish Baruch Shemaim Varetz, Kavram Avinu. A person who's not careful with Gava, even if he's a great Mekar of He makes the masses aware of Hashem's presence and brings them closer to Hashem. Even if he behaved like Avram Avinu and empowered Hashem, so to speak, brought uh, the awareness of Hashem's presence to everybody out there, to Shemaim Varetz. And this is like Avram Avinu. Where it says, So we find the Lashon Yad by Avram, who did this. So even if he follows and emulates Avram Avinu's practice, he has such great merits still, but if he's proud of himself, too proud, and is considered a Valgava, he will not be spared. He'll have to be cleansed from this deficiency. Question. So the Vayrav had this question. You're saying that Yadli Yadli is referring to a person who's like a Ramavina where it says Yadi. Well, Yadi, the Pasuk should say, uh, even a Yadi, a person who's like a Ramavina, will, uh, will be held accountable. Why does it say Yadli Yad, which is a different type of uh, you know, description, something going from one hand to the other. Hello, Amri, the they had a different shot. Even if this fellow is such a great Torah scholar, like Moshe Rabbeinu, who received the Torah into his hands from Hashem's hands, so to speak, so he accepted it from Hashem's hands, still, if he doesn't have the proper attitude, if he's a Balgava, he's too proud of himself, Rabbi had a problem with this drasha. Hi, Yad Liyad. Why does it say Yad Liyad? Even if one accepted the Torah from Hashem like Moshe Rabbein, that's Yad Miyad Nibayle. My hand from his hand. Yad Liyad sounds like he's giving something to somebody else. The Pasuk is describing a very generous Baal Tzedakah. Yad Liyad. Even if one which is one of the highest levels of giving tzedakah, he gives it privately, without notoriety, without publicity. Yad liyad, from his hand to the ani. Giving tzedakah in this manner subdues the anger of Hashem, so it's a high level of tzedakah still, without fanfare, still without haughtiness, without being too proud of yourself. It's just your, your mission. It's a God-granted mission in life, tashlichas. Your ability to give tzedakah isn't because of your merits, isn't because of your ability. And therefore, Hashem will have to cleanse him of that deficiency. Wow. How important it is to keep away from grava. Interestingly enough, it's not even a mitzvah in the Torah. But as Rechaim Vital teaches us, Mida is teves. Perfection of one's personal character precedes keeping the Torah. That's like can't get started without that. And we see the detriments of Gava. Okay, so in summation, 
There's kinoi, there's stira. What is a sheer stira? To allow a tumma, even a minimal physical interaction called ha'ara, is sufficient to make her asr. And as such, the sheer stira corresponds to that lapse of time, which was presented very differently by the other, by the various shitas here, which we reconcile between the, uh, you know, apparent, you know, despite the apparent contradiction between the Bryces, we reconcile the shitas. Uh, of the various Tanaim who presented it based on their personal experience, Ben Azai, Quantum Wamshat, got it through a, sort of a Rocha Kodesh, Shayda Shemli Reyav. Interestingly enough, you know, the Raivad, and Hilchas, I believe in Hilchas, Lulav, disputes the Shir of the uh, Shita of the Rambam, and he writes, I know it because in Albis Medrash there was a, a revelation of uh, Ruach Hashem and Shayda Shemli Reyav, a Raivad, Rishonim. It's well known that the many G'dayim, including the Chazanish, had an intricate medical knowledge and very, very complicated medical uh, you know, procedures, all through this idea of Soyed Hashem So the Rechach Masatera endowed them with supernatural, otherworldly insight, in, even into you know, uh, the most complex scientific endeavors. Okay, then we went ahead and we discussed the uh, care the care one, one must take to actually do it until Sadaim, do it properly, and how important it is to be humble and an honor of before Hashem. Haslacha Rabba, all the best to you, I'm Sirius Davis.